another beautiful day in Jacksonville and another story about Jalen Ramsey not being with the team this week. This is Tony Wiggins with your Jacksonville Jaguars report here on Locked on Jaguars. Uh, Jalen Ramsey uh, has taken a leave of absence from the team according to a statement released last night by head coach Doug Marone to be with uh, his significant other as they plan for the birth of their second child together um I, look i don't get into the personal stuff and i don't have a problem with it but it's starting to really really look like uh this is a situation where it's not going to end well uh it, it's not going to end well for jaguar fans it's not going to end well for Jalen ramsey uh being a, a team member of the jacksonville jaguars for long uh it seems like it's something every day every single day now doug did mention that this was previously discussed so we'll see what kind of effect it has on the game and the team this week. With all of that being said, um, I, I think it's it's really time for everyone involved to say, look, what are we going to do here? And I know the team uh, has uh, all of the leverage in terms of controlling the player, uh, at least for the next couple of years. But you have to wonder if this is all going to be a distraction uh, moving forward. And I'm not questioning whether or not uh, Jalen – uh, did the appropriate thing to to go be uh, with Bree when they have the uh, when they're having their new baby. Uh, it was pointed out. I saw on social media that some credible people said that there have been two or three guys with the Patriots that have missed games because of the birth of their children. I think it's it's admirable admirable reason. But when you add all of these things up, um, between the back injury and the hamstring soreness and tightness and the flu and the demand to be traded and the blow up on the sideline, you have to get to the point to wonder if it's uh, irreparable. Is, is everything, is this going to ever be a happy marriage again? Uh, and you have to do what's best for your football team. You can set precedents and you can, uh, you can, if you're management, you can play hardball and you can do this and do that. But you know, at some point, it doesn't even have to be whether somebody's right or wrong. It just has to be what's right or wrong for the football team moving forward. Uh, I'll tell you the one thing I, I, I do I, I do find a little bit deafening about this situation is this. If I'm Jalen Ramsey, I come out and I say what the problem is. Uh, not that I just want to be traded because what that does is that's like that's like breaking up with somebody and then saying it's not you, it's me. Well, what do you mean? It's not you, it's me. Uh, you know, and, and then there are other people involved in this situation, like the fans that buy your jersey and root for you, that uh, need need some understanding and clarity, or maybe not needed in this situation, but want it. I wonder how the fans would react if Jalen just came out and said, look, it's not just one incident. I've had bump-ins with Coughlin in the past. I don't like the way he talks to me. I don't want to work for or produce anything that helps that individual i think people would respect him for it they might disagree with it but of course you have those people and i know who they are and just like people often tell me i you know you have a typical response sometimes with things but that's cool um but i think it would be understood more and then there would be a line in the sand like saying you know some people will probably think okay well if you don't like your boss too bad a lot of us don't like our boss and i always hate the the comparison to 
our lives and our jobs as regular people to athletes. I just think it's it's a little misguided because it's not like that. But what I think it would do was it would let the fans in the city know, no, it's not us. Because you hear this narrative out there that maybe it's that he just wants to get to a bigger market. Every NFL player, I think, wants to play in a bigger market. If they're a superstar, because I believe it helps their brand. And they, you know, when guys are that good and, and people start coming around and they start getting endorsements, it, it does set, you know, it does lead to them trying to set themselves up uh, for life after football. And, and, and the bigger the brand, the better. It, we, we've seen it here. How, how many times have, have guys that we believe are Hall of Fame type players like Tony Pacelli, Fred Taylor, maybe even Jimmy Smith, how, how many times have we talked about them not getting into the Hall of Fame because they didn't play in a bigger market? So, you know, these things can hurt you. These things can definitely hurt you when you're trying to look at the big picture and have your legacy cemented and all of that stuff. So uh, if it's Tom Coughlin, say it. If it's not Tom Coughlin, don't say it. That's just the way I feel about it. But the bottom line is say something. Say something. Don't just grab your ball and go home. Don't pout. Don't just have this silence. Uh, because it's not necessarily about you and the team now. It's about you, the team, and the fan base. Um, because fans do matter. Remember we were talking about that bigger market? That bigger market that we're discussing? Well, that bigger market that we're discussing, when you go there, they'll have fans in that big market too. We're, we're also not going to leave all that meat on that bone, man. We're going to talk about this a little bit more. Sit tight, buckle your seatbelts, and do all of that stuff. And hang with me here on the Thursday edition of Locked On Podcast. It's Denver week, all right? It's Denver week. It's on the road. All right, but I'd be remiss if I did not tell you about our friends at Blinkist. You get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books. All the books you want. And for one low price right now for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash locked on one word and try it free for seven days and save 25 percent off your new subscription. Locked on Jaguars more Jalen Ramsey talk. Unfortunately, he's not going to be with the team right now. We'll do that in just a second. Kiwi's got a question for you here on Locked on Jaguars. Who's headed to Denver. If you're headed to Denver but don't have a ticket yet, you need to go to Vivid Seats. That's right. Vivid Seats, as you know, is an online event ticket marketplace and it's dedicated to providing fans live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. You need to go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program and will enjoy credits on all of their purchases as a part of Vivid Seats Reward. This is where I get my tickets, man. This is what you need to do. You need to go to Vivid Seats right now and enter the promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. If you get rewarded, uh, if you get uh, into this rewards program, you're automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Reward loyalty program when you go download the app and go on Google Play or go to your app store right now. Get those tickets, man. It's not just for football. It's for all major sporting events and concerts. Vivid Seats is my go-to for that. All right, let's kick off the second segment of Locked on Jaguars before we really get into game preview and what we uh, could expect. Let's finish pulling some of this meat off of the bone that is the Jalen Ramsey saga with the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
if you ask me right now what would i do uh if you asked me earlier this week well what i would do i if i was shah khan which uh if i was shah khan i have about eight billion dollars that i don't have now uh but that's another thing and i don't know that this conversation hasn't occurred i, I don't think anyone really commenting on a lot of this stuff actually has any idea what the conversations have been in the building and what they haven't been now i, I do notice this that last night the statement was from doug marone it was not from jacksonville and basically i'm not going to read the, the the entire statement or the quote from the statement that we all received via email but it, it simply said that back in september he had a conversation with Jalen about the birth of his child and then uh that Jalen would be uh gone to attend to that to tend to that and and then uh he come back when he's ready um it's interesting and people say, well what's so interesting about that well it hadn't come up in the media previously okay no one knew that's a private communication between a coach and a player and with the dust up between Jalen and Doug and then you had the I guess a private meeting with Coughlin um and now Doug is making these statements and Doug is the one standing in front of the podium every day not Tom it isn't. It isn't Tom Coughlin standing up in front of the podium every day. And apparently, and we're all speculating, but people believe that the problem and the divide and the miscommunication or whatever you want to call it is between Jalen Ramsey and Tom Coughlin, not Jalen Ramsey and Doug Marone, not Jalen Ramsey and, uh, and, and Shad Khan or Tony Khan or not Jalen Ramsey and Dave Caldwell, that it is Tom Coughlin and, and Jalen Ramsey. Um, if that's the case, I, I I I pretty much would draw a line in the sand where I'd say, you know, to Jalen, if that's your problem, Tom. And I don't know if I don't know if you can get in a situation where you can start letting management go because of a player, as great as he is, and even when you look at it, that he could play here for another ten years, and Tom Coughlin could be gone at the end of this season. If you even if you look at it from that perspective, do you want to set a precedence where you where you're letting players dictate what you do as management? Uh, it, because what you want to do as a leader is you want to make proactive choices and decisions, and you don't want them to be you don't want them to be made because you feel like you were backed into a wall. You also don't want to be immune to the fact that these things occur and these things happen and uh, to a certain degree, uh, it, it might be just a, a, a straight-up choice that you have to make. It's just hard to imagine and fathom right now that you let go of a goddess in the ring of honor. You let you know you you let go of Tom Coughlin. You let go of someone who's respected, a two-time Super Bowl champion. And I'm going to mention that too because this is where we get this all mixed up. Just because somebody was a great coach doesn't make him a great executive. And not saying that he's not good at what he does i'm not saying that he, he he hasn't brought a certain amount of respect and stability to the organization from around the nfl but there have been a lot of coaches that I, the best one was al davis obviously who, who coached and then went to the front he was great at what he did paul brown and, and guys like that but it you know mike holmgren won a super bowl and he wasn't a great gm by any stretch of the imagination so you have these situations where people assume that that 
is automatic, and they're giving Tom Coughlin a lot of credit for who he is and what he's done. But he did those things as a coach, and, and he didn't do that as, as a front office person. Uh, even though he, he wore both hats when he was in Jacksonville before. There's some people that believe he never would have left Jacksonville had he not been Tom Coughlin, the GM and coach, but just Tom Coughlin, the coach by itself. So th- there's also this thing that, that says that he, he can't deal with divas, and that's not true. If you go back through history, um, look at the guys he drafted or signed or the guys that he had on his team that he dealt with, whether it's here or whether it was with the Giants. But I would more or less focus on on the guys that are here. Alonzo Spellman. Tried to sign Alonzo Spellman when Alonzo Spellman, who's with Chicago, had all kinds of problems. Drafted R.J. Sauer. Had Deion Figures on the team. And there was talk that he had some kind of gang ties in L.A. and he wouldn't wear a red hat uh, during practice. Uh, Jimmy Smith. Chronicle. Trouble. Loved Jimmy to death, but going back and forth there for a while and, and Tom was right here putting up with it. Um... Uh, it, it, I think I mentioned R.J. Sauer. I had to go pick him up. I had to send somebody to pick him up. He had a drinking problem. And he would come to, to work, allegedly come to work inebriated. He's had characters that he's dealt with. He's had character Andre Riser. He's had guys that he's drafted. He's had guys that he coached that have been outspoken, wild characters. And um, so this old perception that, well, Tom's not going to put up with it. Well, Tom has put up with it before. And we always like to rewrite history and think that that it hasn't happened when, in fact, these things have occurred in the past. So um, at this point, and I know I'm I'm going to ring the bell here. At this point, I think it's best that you go ahead and trade him. I said it. Trade him. You know, because it's getting to the point now where there's so much animosity uh, towards him by certain sectors of the fan base, that maybe the perception of him will never change. If you keep him now and give him $90 million and make him the highest paid corner in the league, will these people ever love him again? Maybe they'll love him the next time he gets a pick six or he shuts somebody down. Or, But now the team really, really, really has to win to justify giving a guy money who went off on a coach on the sideline. And then it's perceived that he acted like a big baby. I don't know if you can overcome it as an organization. I don't know if he could overcome it as an organization. But at least people will draw the line in the sand and and say what's really going on. Because that's what's going to happen. If he gets traded away from Jacksonville, you can best believe that then everybody will tell you and everybody will come out about what was going on around here. And then you'll really, really see if the team is better off without him. Because you could be both. Everybody could feel better. Let me let me give you a perfect example. The Steelers, Le'Veon Bell sits out, right? And you know, James Conner plays well. Oh, they don't need him. You know, James Conner's just as good. James Conner was a nice fill-in for Le'Veon Bell. James Conner wasn't Le'Veon Bell. Team didn't even make the playoffs. Antonio Brown doesn't lead the Steelers in receptions last year. It's the kid on the other side, Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, well, they've got Juju now. They can let Antonio Brown go. You put, you let go a first battle Hall of Famer, and then you let go a guy who potentially could be a Hall of Famer, depending on how the rest of his career ends. You let both of them go because you got their replacements now. See, so all of the headaches that you put up with them, you, you don't want to pay them, and that's your choice as an organization. 
You don't want to pay them. You put up with all the headaches. And then you get guys that show the potential that they could be productive. And you go, well, we can move on now because now we have their replacement. Because make no mistake about it, if they didn't have Connor and if they didn't have Juju, they'd still be putting up with those headaches in Pittsburgh. They would be. But you think you can move forward and move on. Even before your quarterback got hurt, you weren't the same team. Juju ain't A.B. Connor in Le'Veon. So you could be better off. Your locker room could be better. The mood can be better. Everyone could get along better. But you could still be worse as a team. So as a fan base, what do you want? You want sunshine and marshmallows? You want all the guys to love each other and like each other and be nice to each other? Just think back to Gus Bradley days. That's exactly what you had. A bunch of gentlemen, a team full of gentlemen, the coaches even in gentlemen, and y'all couldn't run him out of here fast enough because you got sick of losing. You got sick of having a headache on Sunday night and a hangover on Monday morning. So you just got to always understand something. Be careful what you ask for. Be careful what you ask for. Guys like Jalen Ramsey don't grow on trees. This organization may have had a handful of guys like that in 25 years. And when I say a handful, I'm, I'm, I'm stretching that they've had a handful of guys like that. But Jalen has to actually take some responsibility for this, too. He could have easily won the fan base over. He could have done this and played this all differently. But he's yoked a certain way, and it's not an excuse. It's just an observation. He's yoked a certain way, and you can't tell people how to act. Would I want to do it? Would I act like that? No. Would I want my kid to do it? No, I wouldn't. Because no one knows what his motivation is. One minute people are saying it's Coughlin. The next minute people are saying, and, 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 and folks are doing this and making it real convenient for their argument. Well, it's TC because TC yelled at him. I don't know what he said that was disrespectful. Oh, he just wants to play in a bigger market. He just wants to be in a, so which one is it? Stick to something. Is it all of it? Is it all of it? But usually when you start hearing people say all of these different things, they don't know crap. They don't know jack about what's really motivating them or what's really going on. Maybe they just think he's a bad dude. I don't know. We'll have to see. So what I want to do now is focus on football. That's what we want the fans to do, and we want the team to do that. We're going to focus on football. I got a strategy I think might work. Um. And it's not rocket science here, but when teams travel out to mile high, Doug Marone told an interesting story that when he played for the uh, Miami Dolphins, as soon as they got off the plane, Don Shula made him run to get used to the atmosphere. I got a suggestion, and I'm, you know, I'm not trying to be the smartest guy in the room, but I do have a suggestion on how teams can proceed when they go to mile high. I'm going to ask y'all what y'all think about it. And I'm going to do that in just a second. But the first thing I need to tell you guys about is mybookie.ag. That's right. That's where I do my betting, man. And when you uh, are like me and you like to win you some Skrilla and some Cheddar and some extra money, and you like to not only be right about the games, but you want to actually be wealthier when the games are over. I wouldn't be telling you to bet with my bookie if I didn't do it myself. That's right. Use the promo code locked on to activate your account on MyBookie. Go to MyBookie.ag and use the uh, activation code locked on the promo code, and you'll save you some money and get some benefits. Go to MyBookie.ag, and if you don't like the results, uh, the way the game's going at halftime, 
you can switch your teams over, man. It's the weirdest thing ever, but I love it, and it works for me. And you should do the same thing. You need to be betting with my bookie, and you need to go and join my bookie right now, and they'll double your first deposit up to $1,000. That's right. MyBookie.ag. Do that. Play. Win. Get paid. And tell T. Wig about it on Twitter. Okay, welcome back to the third and final segment of Locked on Jaguars Thursday edition. So everyone's talking about everyone's talking about when you go to Mile High or when you I don't know what the name of the stadium is. It used to be called Mile High Stadium. They got a new place now, but it's the Mile High City. When you go to Denver, how hard the atmosphere is and um and how rough it is for the players if you're not used to it. In fact, one player had a condition. Uh I think it was uh, Porter the cornerback that played for the Saints that intercepted the ball from Peyton Manning, uh, he he had a condition where he couldn't he signed with Denver and they, they had to he had to leave, and then when he played for certain teams he couldn't even go and travel with the team because uh, it could be fatal. The, whatever was going on with him it had something to do with his lungs. It could have been fatal with him being at a high altitude. So uh, why don't more teams do this? And I know it might be hard to do this and get somebody to cooperate with you. The week of the game, why don't teams just leave home after they do treatment or whatever and go out there on a Wednesday or Thursday? After practice, have a place that's set up. It's the same way when, I think, last week New Orleans played in, in two weeks ago, they played in Los Angeles. They didn't fly back to New Orleans. They stayed somewhere out on the West Coast because they knew they had to go up to the Pacific Northwest and play Seattle. Is there something that you can do like that? Is there some place in Wyoming or some place where you could do some team building stuff? Go out three or four days early, like and not miss practice. Don't travel during practice time, but just like act like it's a Thursday night game and and potentially have it all arranged and have a nice practice facility somewhere, somewhere ducked off and and get with some. Uh, you, you can't use a school and all of that stuff and, and colleges because they're using their own stuff. But I know there's some uh, probably training facility or something like that that you could sign a little bit of a deal with where you leave after Wednesday's practice, you take off and you go out there and you haul all of your stuff out there and you're already in theater. You're already there. Uh, so the guys can get used to the atmosphere. I wonder if anybody's ever done that, and I wonder if anybody will ever try that, because I know you're going to hear a lot about that, and you're going to see a lot about it. And what I don't want to happen in this game Sunday is the Jaguars go out there and they get off to a slow start because everyone's adjusting. They're adjusting to what uh, to what they're feeling in the atmosphere. Um, is this the game that Vaughn Miller and Bradley Chubb wake up and Vic Fangio turns them loose? As much of a, of a genius that Vic Fangio is being given credit for being defensively, and by the way, he's the head coach. He's not the defensive coordinator. Although he might be calling plays, he'd be crazy not to be calling plays. You, you you're looking pretty bad, man. If you got Von Miller and you got Bradley Chubb and you're not getting sacks, that doesn't you know you know you're not going to reinvent the wheel with these two guys and you're breaking them down and. Even though he said he's going to make Von Miller a better player, I don't know how you make a guy like that better. But are you overthinking this situation a little bit? I mean, you got he got Khalil Mack in the, at the start of the season with no training camp or whatever, and then Khalil Mack had a great year last year. So in Chicago, where Fangio was the defense coordinator. So I don't know. I just don't want this to be the game, especially with a young quarterback. I don't want this to be the game that they wake up. So 
uh, keys to the game for me early, the offensive line and the tight ends and Leonard Fournette in pass protection. Throw it on first down. Get those short passes working to keep those linebackers honest. Don't turn the ball over. Last week, Jacksonville benefited early from a, a Dory Jackson muff of a punt, and they got off to a really, really quick start. So it's going to be about game plan. It's going to be about the travel conditions. It's going to be about the atmosphere. It's going to be about all that stuff. And we're going to see. We're going to see. Uh, I'm going to take some Fan Friday questions tomorrow, hopefully. Uh, if I don't get to those, don't. I'm going to give everybody a heads up. Send them to me on Twitter or DM me on Twitter. Do not send them to Instagram. Because when you send them to Instagram, sometimes I don't see that DM and that message. So uh, for another edition of Locked on Jaguars, tune in tomorrow. Remember, subscribe on all platforms. Now, this thing's on all platforms. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Listen up every day. We're going to drop these podcasts every single day. All right, man. So we'll get to you with the Friday edition. And uh, that'll be my last time talking to you for the week. And we'll see what happens Sunday for the Jacksonville. It's a critical game. And I'm going to talk about that tomorrow. There's a monumental difference between two and two and one and three, especially in the National Football League. Because, you know, the season is in quarters. So 16 games, there's four games in every quarter. You know, it'll be cool if you're two and two and it's a wash for the first quarter. Look at the season and break the season down as if it's a game. And that's the way I look at it tomorrow. You don't want to be one and three. You do not want to be one and three uh, to start the season. So we'll talk about it tomorrow, man. This is T-Wig. Locked on Jaguars and stand by for more episodes later on this week. I got to tell you all about Dave. That's right. Who is Dave? Dave Dave.com. And what is Dave.com? If you're like me, sometimes you have a hard time keeping up with your bank account, especially when there's multiple people on the account and you hate those nsf fees you hate those fees that come with overdrafts well dave is the number one budgeting app in america because it saves you from overdraft fees tells you about upcoming bills and can advance you 75 dollars from your next paycheck with no credit check and no interest that's right so what you do is you go to dave.com slash locked on that's d-a-v-e slash locked on let them know you heard it here Then download Dave and never pay another overdraft fee. It's immediate savings. Go now to dave.com slash locked on and spell it just like it sounds. and Start saving that money now and stop paying those overdraft and NSF fees. Dave.com is where you go to get that help. And tell them you heard it on Locked On Jaguars.